on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. And by Stokes, Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Final in this one, 51-31. Postgame show begins right now. Brought to you in part by Discount Tires. Locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithville. Discount Tires offers services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. How about that, Kevin? Aggies bowl eligible. They do so before the month of November, all on the heels of a, I mean, let's be honest, a disastrous season last year in many, many ways. And to be able to start the season 6-2, and two, be atop the division, and play the way they are right now. And by the way, we had no, I mean, we got a little nervous there in the second, or in the third quarter, but fourth quarter, Aggies put the clamps down. They did, much like they have done all season long in the fourth quarter especially defensively, they came up with 12 TFLs in this game, five sacks. And Coach Efren Bond in that fourth quarter said, you know, enough. I'm going to start bringing some pressure. They started bringing a lot of pressure off the edge, some safety blitzes, some corner blitzes, tried to get the ball out of the hands of the quarterbacks, and, and they were able to get three turnovers here on defense, including two interceptions and a fumble recovery. They had a second fumble recovery from Nick Henniger that was called off from a, for a targeting penalty by Zahadri Jackson. But... Uh, yeah, they, they just put the clamps down and, and said that is enough. And Utah State is able to salt this one away in the fourth quarter after playing very, very good on both sides of the football through the first three, including, I want to see the, the final drive charts, but they had scored on seven of their first nine possessions on offense as well. By the way, uh, as Utah State gets this win and gets the 6-2 and two on the season, there's a lot of Aggie fans, and by the way, good crowd here today. And uh, you have one more chance to see this team coming up uh, on uh, uh, coming up here in a few weeks when Wyoming rolls into town. But this community's really bought in. This team has embraced this community. You've got a lot of transfer players who came in and helped immediately, but this is a whole team effort. And I mean, not to get too sappy here, but what we've seen here has been truly remarkable for where this team was to where they're at now in less than a year. You just don't see this very often in college football. Give the transfers a lot of credit. They are contributing all across the board when you think about a Logan Bonner and a Byron Vons and a Brandon Bowling. But also give credit to Coach Anderson and his staff for getting the kids to buy in, including the transfers that are coming in. And you get a guy back like Devin Tompkins. I, we could talk to Devin after every game as the player of the game. And again this afternoon, seven catches for 176 yards. Didn't get in the end zone today but you'll never see better catches than what that kid puts on the field it's amazing how he goes after the football and comes up with 50 50 balls almost every time and it gives you a quarter as a quarterback great confidence knowing that you can throw one up to that guy and he'll go get it for you 176 yards now over 1100 yards on the season on his way to perhaps a 1,500-yard receiving season. I believe Kevin Curtis owns the record for most receiving yards in a season, and it's about 1,500 yards. DT's well on his way to smashing that record. And Kevin Curtis, the last one to go over 1,000 yards. Correct. 19 years ago, 
Valley, wow. Valley Office Systems has been a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for eight years. Valley Office Systems provides equipment and technology like printers, copiers, and softwares to businesses with customer service and support. Eight locations throughout Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming. More information available at valleyofficesystems.com. Come back. You're going to hear from uh, some Aggies as well as uh, Coach Blake Anderson. It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Going through some stats in this one, Utah State gets a win, 45-31. to Remember, Siegfried and Jensen specializing in just injury cases for more than 30 years. Siegfried and Jensen helps those that have been injured in an auto accident. Proud supporter of Aggie Athletics. More information about the law firm is available at SiegfriedandJensen.com. All right, let's go through some stats on this. How about this? Aggies, 564 yards of total offense, held Hawaii to just 360, including after that last sack, 12 yards in rushing. Mm. 22 carries for 12 yards. Uh, that was the difference. You know, the, Hawaii came in averaging 175 yards a game on the ground, and Utah State holds them to 12. I mean, a terrific job by this Aggie defense who were so opportunistic throughout the, the entire game. 12 tackles for loss, the five sacks, the three turnovers. Uh, just an amazing performance by that Aggie defense. But there were a few letdowns. In the second quarter, where they gave up a 10-0 run, and then in the third quarter, where they, uh, you know what, that should be four turnovers because Cash Gilliam had an interception as well, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but you're it, right. It, it was still the one fumble recovery. Yeah. So for the three turnovers. That was a big play in this ballgame, the that Cash was. Gilliam. As Utah State was up 7-0, Hawaii going for a tying score. Byron Vaughn, they had a first and goal. Byron Vaughn's gets a tip. Cash Gilliam gets the interception. And then Utah State, instead of being 7-7, goes right down the field and scores to make it 14-0. That was really what got this game off to a great start for Utah State. And uh, the defense just put the clamps down there in the second half and, in the, excuse me, in the fourth quarter, especially after, uh, after um, Cordero had to go out. Cordero finishes 23 of 39 in this game for 296 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Shager, Braden Shager went 4 of 7 for 52 yards and an interception. But Utah State really did the job on the ground, holding Diedrich Parson to only 30 yards on 10 carries. Uh, Calvin Turner Jr. had two carries for five yards. Other than that, nobody gained a yard for Hawaii on the ground. Through the air, Calvin Turner, who was a special player, Aggie fans, he's a very good one. Eight catches for 110 yards, including a touchdown. Diedrich Parson, even though he didn't run the ball very well, had seven catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Smart had five catches for 58. And Nick Martiner, who came in averaging uh, 20 yards of uh, reception, only four catches for 32 yards. That was another factor in this ballgame. To hold Martiner, who they took a handful of deep shots to, were, were not able to connect. That was a key for Utah State defensively as well. On the offensive side for Utah State, Logan Bonner was very, very good this afternoon. I believe he was... At one point, 20 of 24. He finishes 21 of 30 for 361 yards and four touchdowns. A great game for Logan Bonner. Andrew Peasley came in when Bonner got dinged up just a little bit in that uh, second and third quarters, and he went one for two. It was a 45-yard pass play right at the end of the second quarter to Devin Tompkins, who went up and snagged it and was able to lead to an Aggie field goal right before the half. Another big-time play for Utah State in this game. And, uh, and Peasley finishes with 45 yards on that one of two. El Elian Noah was really good, especially early in this game. On that first drive, I think he carried it six times for 46 yards and, and the touchdown. He finishes with 23 carries for 111 yards in the touchdown. Logan Bonner had 25 yards on five carries. 
Makakona, uh, Laki Makakona, it was tough sledding for her Laki today. 22 yards on 15 carries, and John Gentry carried it seven times for 18. Through the air, Devin Tompkins again, seven for a buck 76. Unbelievable. Justin McGriff had a nice game today. Yeah, he did. Five catches for 90 yards, including that beautiful rainbow post route for the touchdown from Logan Bonner in the first half. Derek Wright, another t- another uh, touchdown reception on four catches and 83 yards. Carson Terrell into the end zone with two catches and 34 yards. And Jordan Nathan had two for 12. Brandon Bowling also had two catches for 11 yards and a touchdown. And the kickoff return for the touchdown. 23 attempts, 111 yards, and one touchdown. A nice 4.8-yard average for L. and Noah, who's kind enough to join us right now. Congrats on the win, my friend. That was a heck of a game tonight. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about this one. What does it mean to you after last season to now be bowl eligible with six wins? Um, it was just. Uh... Just a process that we've uh, practiced throughout the off season when we had a new head coach, Coach A, just instilling, just instilling in my mind that uh, one degree better every day, and that's what we work on almost every day. But it's a blessing, though, at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, Elalion, you came out in that opening drive, and uh, right off the bat you had the, the big run, and then you were able to get it in the end zone. Was that certainly the emphasis for you guys to come out and establish that run game early? And it looked like your objective was to press the line of scrimmage and then get it to the outside. Was that part of the game plan? Oh, yes. It was, um, what Coach always Coach Tuck always saying is uh, we got to start fast and be fast. Uh, that's just part of our offense, and that was basically the play. I had to press the, press the line of scrimmage and try to hit the outside, and um, it's what we did. We executed, and we scored on the first drive. It's what we needed. Uh, as you look at uh, the fact that you had 111 yards, you had some big big carries early on. Uh, did you did you have the vibe that you were going to be able to uh, put things together early on in that running game? Um, yes, but it was mostly just the online, line you know, just the things we worked on throughout practice. Um, and shout-out to the scouts, too, throughout the week. It was just preparation, preparation, investing to the process. And uh, we came out with, you know, a good running game, what the coach wants. And, of course, you know, Logan and all the receivers doing their job as they always do every game. But, yeah. So, I'm, I'm curious. I, I think you had 26 carries a week ago and now 23 in this, this game. 50 carries over a couple of weeks span. How you feeling? Um, you know, it's, when your number's called, you know, you got to be ready. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, practicing day by day, you know, not to stress. You know, it's just part of the process. You uh, you initiate a lot of contact. You like to deliver the hits out there too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, playing running back is not you know not an easy position. You know we got to take hits almost every play with the ball or without. But you know the only did their job as they always do, getting me to the second level. Uh, those are the hits that I'm gonna have to take if you want to play this position. <laughs> I'm curious, Elelion. Over the course of, uh, of these last couple of years, where do you feel like you have improved the most in your game? Um, it's just, you know, um, sorry. You think it's a, is it in pass pro? Is it uh, is it your ability to read a, a defender? Where, where do you think you have made the most amount of progression? Um, I feel like everything, you know, is what Coach Keaton and what us running backs do. With pass pro every day, with the O line, I feel like I've 
improved not only me but all the also all the other running backs as well. And for me, just getting the opportunity just to show what I can do. And all props to the online again. <laughs> so things got a little nervous there for a bit. Was there any uh, was there any worry on the sideline, or do you guys feel like, look, we're, we got this thing, we're going to be all right? Um, it was just more trying to keep a stable mind, you know, not trying to get ahead of ourselves. And um, when they were catching up, we just had to keep our composure, you know. We couldn't freak out. Um, that's exactly what Coach doesn't want from us. We have to keep our composure and just keep on playing our game. Are you guys having, it looks like you're having some fun. It looked like at the very end of the game, I, I don't know what the move was, but as everybody was lining up, it looked like you guys did some sort of a bowling pin move with <laughs> Coach Anderson leading the charge. What was that? Uh, yeah, it was just a bowling pin. Coach Coach Ed just bowling the ball to his team and knocking all six pins down, I guess. <laughs> is there six pins? <laughs> yeah, uh, ten? Ten. <laughs> there, there, oh, oh yeah. shoot. Oh, great. Yeah. No, pins, I, yeah, I'll, I'm not sure either. I, I think he got the strike on that one. Yeah, he did yeah. get the strike. <laughs> You know the thing is though, here's your your six wins, but it's not even November yet. I mean, you guys have a, you guys have bigger goals now. Getting bowl eligible is great and awesome, but you guys have bigger goals than that too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just keeping a steady head. Uh, what Coach A says, you know, we gotta live day by day, week by week. I'm not trying to look forward to it. So uh, we move on to the next game, New Mexico. Well, uh, yeah, New Mexico State. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got both of them. You can make two trips to the uh, to New Mexico here in the next few weeks. But hey, congratulations! Couldn't be happier yeah. for you. Heck of a game tonight. Keep it rolling, and uh, we'll talk again in Las Cruces next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. You got it, Ellie and Noah. As the Aggies get to six wins, and uh, are bowl eligible. And he's been really good the last two weeks. Remember a week ago against Colorado State. They're just tough, tough running. I think he, he carried it 26 times for 97 yards a week ago. Another 23 totes for a, le- a buck 11 and a touchdown here tonight. He had the touchdown run at the end of the game against uh, UNLV, getting better and better and better. That's right. And, uh, you know, gaining a lot of confidence. And perhaps they'll get Calvin Tyler Jr. back next week or perhaps in time for San Jose State in two weeks. That will only bolster that running back position. Uh, we've got, uh, I believe, Byron Vons. We're going to chat with him coming up here in just a moment. In fact, he's with us right now. Byron Vons, heck of a game for him tonight as the Aggies get the win. Final in this one, 51-31. Byron, how you doing? I'm doing good today. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Congratulations, man. Six wins. I know there's still a lot of games to be played, and you guys have a lot more uh, goals that you'd like to achieve. But getting that six-win uh, plateau, i, I got to imagine there's a lot of excitement down there. Most definitely, uh it's something we try not to look at is the six games, but uh, we're going to celebrate this game, these six wins, we're going to go on to the next one. So, Byron, coming from Texas to uh, to Logan, I, I'm just curious, how has the transition been for you? And and uh, looks like you guys are having a lot of fun out there. Most definitely. The transition is uh, actually amazing. Coming from Texas and seeing the atmosphere there and then coming to a small university and the atmosphere being almost the same, uh, great bond with the players. And the coaches, so it's been the transition has been amazing. So when you come to Utah State, they're coming off a one in five season. You come from Texas, and I'm sure there were some out there that said, "Well, you know, look, that team didn't win a lot of games last year. Is that sure you the place you want to be?" But you embrace this community, you embrace this team, and now you're winning a whole lot, heck of a lot of games. What's this been like? Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, <clears throat> I wasn't really worried about the record last year uh, when I did watch film before I came here I saw the effort that the team had I see the heart that they had it was just something that wasn't there and coach Anderson uh, brought us over here came over here with us 
and has has a great culture, as you can see. So we're not really worried about the past. We're just leading, going into the future, one game at a time. And you know, Byron, today, uh, four tackles, a couple of sacks, three TFLs, a forced fumble. Uh, wow, what a stat line. That must have been a heck of an opportunity for you here this afternoon. Yes, sir, most definitely. Uh, actually, it's my first two sacks of the season, so I've definitely – been craving and hungry for these sacks so <laughs> definitely want to thank the back end uh for holding it down giving me enough time to get to the quarterback knowing i'm super slow <laughs> <laughs> you also uh you also got the forced fumble in there as well it's always nice to create a turnover yes i didn't even know it was a forced fumble because uh, i definitely would have went for the ball and not the quarterback <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I, I love the way this defense plays, and I know there were some moments out there where things got a little a little nervous maybe in the uh, at the end of the second quarter and, and, and the third quarter as well. But you guys just find a way to keep your composure because you've won games all different kinds of ways throughout this season. i, I got to imagine nothing really phases you guys anymore. Not at all. The way the when we get scored on, we get down the goal line, our mentality is to make them kick it. One more play. Don't let them to the end zone. It's time to man up and do our job and – be tough so really uh we get scored or we're not worried about it next play next drive next series you talked a little bit about the culture uh, i'm curious if you can put your finger on what what is the difference in the culture from where you have been previously to what is the culture like now is it is it a culture of a family what what is the culture like for you guys it's definitely a culture of family um when you're wrong somebody's going to tell you that you're wrong when you're right somebody's going to praise you and it's never in between it's always going to be you're right or you're wrong so that right there is just holding each other accountable. And at the young age we are, that is definitely a big thing that uh, I can say I love about our teams. We all hold each other accountable. Doesn't matter if you're a freshman or a senior, hold each other accountable. And that will lead to a great, uh, my word is stumbling. Great outcome? Yep. Yes, sir, a great outcome. So I'm curious, uh, uh, Byron, the uh, we've talked all season long about uh, piecing – every side of the, of, the, of the team together, offense, defense, for four quarters, special teams. It, it felt like today was perhaps your most complete game. How good can this team still become? We still have a lot of work, and that's the scary part about it. Uh, we have a lot of work. We have, if I'm not mistaken, five or six more games left guaranteed. So once we as a team are fully 100% on offense, defense, and include special teams, this team is something to, uh, to worry about. That's a fact. Mm. Well, in this defense, too, there was uh, conversations about struggling against the run. Have you seen the stats on how many uh, rushing yards you gave up tonight? No, sir, I have not seen the stats. Um, well, let's just say uh, two more yards than there are pins in the uh, bowling. You you gave up 12. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, my. That is, <laughs> oh, let me go down and hug every D-line and every <laughs> linebacker and every secondary. That's, How about that? 12 amazing. yards rushing. And a lot of that was because sacks go against rushing yards. So you held, you, you had a big part in that tonight, too. Well, I can say you can say I had a big part of it. But when Holley was taking on them double teams or Casey was taking on them double teams, I had the one-on-one. I, they trust me to do my job, and I had to execute to perfection. And, and so Scotty brought up the uh, the bowling pins. Uh, that was an amazing move at the end of the game where – I, was it Coach A that rolled the ball and you guys all went down? It was a, you guys oh, yeah, are having a, a lot of fun out there. Yeah, Coach A is a professional bowler. I don't know if you saw the form or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Uh, so how how's your you know you talk about coming from Austin to to coming to Logan here? Uh, what's I mean just from uh, 
just from a college atmosphere like how how's that change been for you the biggest change i can say is probably the 110,000 at texas to the 25,000 but it doesn't matter the student section is as loud as austin is the fans when they're in, when they're into it they're into it that's awesome man well hey we appreciate your time keep it rolling and uh look forward to catching up with you again here very soon yes sir thank you byron vons Two sacks on the night tonight, three TFLs, a forced fumble. That's a, that's a good day at the office. It's a good stat line. You know what? You love the humility as well, though, giving praise to the, the back end and the double teams being soaked up by by, uh, by Holly, by Phil, by Marcus, allowing those guys off the edge to get the pressure. Well, joining us now, the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, the now bull-eligible Utah State Aggies. And, Coach, I spent all week we, – we talk a lot during the week, and I know you get sick of me, but – I did not I, – I specifically did not bring up the fact that a win would get you bowl eligible because I didn't want to put that out in the universe as a jinx or anything like that. But I know you've got a lot of other goals in play. Your division title still very much in play. But getting to that six wins, getting to that mark, that's a big accomplishment for this team. It, it is. It is. And, and I don't want to downplay it. But at the same time, I want them hungry for more. It was never – it's never been talked about to become bowl eligible. It's never, matter of fact, a number of wins has never been talked about. Just getting better uh, every day, every week, and and that's really where our focus is. They've done a phenomenal job of that. That's a lot to ask of a group of kids that they can see what the media says and see the press clippings and see the standings. But that's really where our focus has been. So we had a little celebration in there, not much. I had nothing to do with the bowling pins, by the way. I just roll <laughs> the ball when somebody tells me to. Uh, but I'm I'm beyond proud. But I also told them in the locker room, guys, I never doubted that we would be bowl eligible. I just assumed that we would find a way to get it done, ugly or pretty. Uh, it's happened maybe a little quicker than anybody expected, but it's where we're at, and we're not satisfied. we got more games to win. I was going to ask you about being on the PBA tour, but uh, we'll hold that for another day. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, perhaps your most complete game today, would you say? You know, it's possible. I thought we had, um, I thought we had similar last week against a really, really good team. I know the points – didn't show up on the board as much last week, but to play the way we did, I, I do believe these last two weeks we've been more complete. We're getting plays from all three phases. We kind of lifted and picked each other up, even when some mistakes were made. Uh, you know, I thought I thought they had each other's back, and so I I, I I thought we came out well early, had a little bit of a letdown in the second quarter, but then responded really really well in the third quarter and and did what we had to down the stretch uh and, and so i'd like to think that we're just going to keep improving and and uh that we'll continue to see a better team each week the uh the fact that the offense clicked uh right out of the gate i told you it's okay to win a game wire to wire and uh <laughs> and, and and i know there were some moments there where things got a little hairy but for the most part it was nice to see this team kind of flex and and lead and lead from start to finish how about that? I mean, it's I know, possible. Right? And we figured out a way to do it. It only took eight games to get it done. Um, yeah, good start, good fast start uh, was huge. The letdown there in the second quarter, give them credit. They made some good adjustments and kind of made a run at us. And they got some players that, that can, can get out in space. But, um, you know, the, the defense with some stops, as y'all mentioned, create some turnovers. The offense challenging and going down. And in the third quarter, putting us in a position to be up 24 um, it did get a little hairy when they made it a 13-point game, but how about Brandon Bowling having the yeah. having the presence presence of mind to to one hop that ball and take off? I have not seen that very often. I, I have had that happen one other time uh, with a receiver that we we had at Arkansas State, but man, that was that was a honestly a huge play at the time 
that put a lot of kind of, I think, distance between us and them. I think he went over to Scarborough and said, I don't know what the big deal is. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> what was said, but we were uh, we were having some fun at it. We needed it bad. I, yeah. I was glad to see it. That took some pressure off of everybody. It could have got crazy down the stretch. So I was going to ask you about that, Coach, because that came right on the heels of the scoop score from them on the on the defensive side. On the really, it was a, a tough play from Andrew to to make that uh, that pitch. And so to be able to answer like that, I, again, kids being resilient, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no doubt. Just kind of having each other's back. Yeah, how many guys on our sideline, including myself, went over to Peasley and loved him up? Man, he's just trying to make a play. His effort to get the, try to get the guy on the ground was amazing. I mean, that's, that's football. Some things are going to happen. But to get that one hop and see Brandon get the ball in the end zone and kind of put things, I mean, for the most part, kind of put it away. Could not have come at a better time. And, and uh, I know those dudes are super close. Uh, that's kind of like Brandon said, hey, man, I got your back, Pees. Don't worry about it. That's awesome. You know, the uh... – Taking you back a little earlier in the game, there were really, you know, a lot of big moments. You're up early, Hawaii's driving, it's first and goal from the one, and to be able to force the turnover, get off the field, and not giving up any points on that point, it kind of set the tone defensively for what you were going to do throughout the course of the season. Or course no of the doubt, game. no doubt, no doubt. If you get any time you get down there in, in that area and you can make them kick it, number one, it's a plus. But when you can turn it over, we did that against Air Force uh, on the road against those guys, which, you know, when you look back, Ended up being a huge play, and here again to to get the ball up in the air and Cash to come down with it, another huge play. And you, you don't know if that doesn't happen and they get points. You don't know how the game's going to go, but clearly that was a huge momentum play for us. A lot of confidence, and then uh, our offense's ability to go down and get points out of that series was was huge as well. Yeah, you're right. From instead of being seven seven, it, uh, you turn it right around and go up fourteen zero, and you, you have that two score lead, which you you pretty much maintain through the, the remainder of the ball game. But uh, I, I'm also one of my keys, coach, for this game was who would run it the best. They came in averaging 175 yards on the ground. You held them to 12 yards on 22 carries. You made them really just one dimensional on defense. Yeah, yeah, good job. Now, obviously, some sacks took care. Of, I don't know what they actually had rushing the ball, but it never got to the point where you felt like they could. Uh, they can move it effectively enough to just run the ball, and in a game like this, when you know when, when we're uh, we've struggled at times to stop the run and to run the ball, it was good to see that both sides we were able to defend it and we ran the ball the way we needed to to keep ourselves in very manageable situations. We were 11 of 18 on third down. A lot of that has to do with that we were ahead of the chains most of the day. You know, uh, I was surprised. There's been a lot of good wide receivers that have rolled in here in the last 20 years, but. Kevin Curtis, who spent a lot of time in the NFL, the last wide receiver in 2002, uh, to have a 1,000-yard season here at Utah State, and uh, DT's over 1,100 yards, and he still has four games yet to be played. Uh, Just shows you not only how special that young man is, but that's a team effort. Logan Bonner was great today. There's a lot of guys that go into play for something like that, but you got to feel great for a young man like that and the story that he's had to put up those kind of yards. No doubt, and he's still got another year left to play. That's awesome, and we're only about halfway through the season. Uh, so, you know, I was t- I- I'm excited for him. I know he doesn't look at stats at all, neither do I, but he's the first of many 1,000-yard receivers. With what we do offensively and how we're going to recruit and develop, it, you're going to see more and more uh, with us running this system. Uh, the kids are starting to figure it out. Still a lot of – honestly, still a lot of new to what we're doing this first year of kind of going out and seeing how people defend you. So, you know, there's a lot of – moving parts to this on the sideline and in, in, in the locker room at halftime and making adjustments. He just has a great grasp of it, and he plays way bigger than his frame. By the way, Coach, uh, you gave up uh, 35 yards rushing before the sacks. Okay. So uh, uh, it's, uh, 
on 19 yeah, well, carries. How about that? I think um, we did okay. I uh, did okay. He did just fine. <laughs> I, I'm curious, uh, the health of Marcus Moore, what can you say about, uh, about his injury? You know, I think he's going to be okay. He, he took a shot on the hip and probably a hip pointer type deal. I don't think it's something that's going to – that's going to keep him out for very long. Uh, he, he obviously wasn't able to be effective today after the injury, but uh, whether it's a week from now or two weeks from now, I would expect us to have him down the stretch. We'll get him healthy. It's not a structural issue that's going to that's going to you know have him miss too much football. I was going to ask you also. Uh, you go up fourteen nothing, and then you uh, you attempt your onside kick. Uh, I did. Talk, talk I love it. By <laughs> the way, talk, love us, it. talk us through the decision. Is that where you're feeling like you're hot at that point? Can we get a three score lead? You know. Just the way they lined down and watching films, you know, they, they they left early a lot of the time, and we we just felt like strategically it was a very good uh, option for us, possibly still a possession. Uh, I'd love to go up three scores there. Felt like that, you know, with them on the road having to travel over, that would be that would be huge. It it was executed uh, really really well. Number no, you got to give the guy credit. Number six, the wideout did a phenomenal job of coming up and covering it. He's really all on his own. He has no help. We got them, we got him in a three on one. If the ball bounces at all differently, it's it's potentially our ball, and I just think the momentum is worth it. The defense, you know, all I told them is if you can just make them kick it, man, we're good. And they did a great job of bailing us out and not letting those guys score. And to me, that is a team effort. You know, letting me be aggressive, but having my back when things don't work. Well, coach, we appreciate it. Enjoy this one, and. Uh... It's it's always fun, you know, mid to late December. Let's uh, you know, let's go somewhere warm, all right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> you got it. Great job, coach. That is the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Blake Anderson, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Stokes Trucking doing the right thing since 1979. More information is available at stokestrucking.com. Hey, you know the guys at Stokes Trucking, they told me because because I you know, I I always, I'm enamored with the job that those guys do. They said, if we're in a bowl game in Boise, you're driving the truck with us. Oh. The semi. And I said, don't don't you dare. Now, this was several weeks ago. I'm like, don't be bluffing on that because I'm going to take you up on that offer. Because driving that big rig up to Boise, bam, I am all in on that. What about if you go to Los Angeles? Probably not L.A. Or Tucson. Not Tucson. Only to Boise. But, but Boise, if we, go to the, uh, if we go to the Potato Bowl, I'm driving that big rig. Let's have some fun. I'm just going to say I hope you don't have to drive it. I'm, I'm going to throw it out you there. Want, you, just, you just don't want to go to Boise. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, it's a great conversation to have because that means you got a winning team on your hands. All right, uh, take a break. Come back. We'll uh, continue to wrap this game up. But as we go to break, here's the story of today's game. As we rewind this game, it was a fun one as the Aggies get the win 51-31. to Rewind. It's time to run it back. This is your Aggie game recap. Noah to the left of Bonner. Hand off to Noah once again. Puts his head down. Does he get in? Yes, he does. Touchdown, Utah State. Noah with a three-yard score, and the Aggies on the board first. They fake the end around. Cordero rolling right, looking. End zone tipped up and intercepted. Quick snap. Bonner wants to throw. Has time. Looking deep. Has McGriff open. Caught at the 10. He goes into the end zone. That is a Utah State touchdown. Justin McGriff with the score. Cordero stepping up in the pocket. Has to roll out to his left. Still waiting. Dumping down. Has a man wide open. Caught at the 5 into the end zone. Bonner waiting, waiting all day to throw. Looking long. He's got a man there. Derek Wright catches it into the end zone. Touchdown, Utah State. 
Derek Wright flexes in front of the cannon, said, you know it, that's a touchdown. Steps up in the pocket, then back to the field to Carson Terrell, and he's going to walk into the end zone. 10-5, touchdown, Aggies. Looking to throw, caught at the five-yard line, spinning out of a tackle. He's into the end zone, and that is a touchdown. Brandon Bowling would not be denied. He wanted six, he got six. For Darrell looking, looking middle field, wide open. Holy smokes, touchdown, Hawaii. Easily is going to run the option, then dishes it to Makakona. Ball's on the turf. It's picked up by Hawaii, and it's going to be a touchdown. And it's picked up, and it'll be returned. Brandon Bowling to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Victory formation for the Utah State Aggies as Logan Bonner takes the knee, and that is it. The Utah State Aggies, six wins on the season before November. They're bowl eligible. They're in first place in the division, and this Aggie team is rolling. Welcome on back to Maverick Stadium, final in this one. Utah State gets the 20-point victory. And improved to 6-2 and two on the season. I'm telling you, did not see this one coming. Yeah, it was uh, most everybody thinking, you know, 3-9, and 4-8 and eight perhaps. Then you, you think, you know, after you get a couple of wins early, you're thinking, can you get to 6? Well... I don't think anybody saw this coming. You had that little lull uh, with Boise State and BYU, but now three consecutive wins and finding different ways to win. And today perhaps was their most complete game, both sides of the ball, especially offensively. They got it going early with uh, two early scores in the first quarter to go up 14-0. Uh, and then, of course, in the third quarter, going on three consecutive. As a matter of fact, at one point, Scotty, they had scored on seven of eight possessions and eight of ten possessions in this game. And, of course, they're towards the end just trying to run out the clock. They ended up, uh, uh, you know, turning it back on, on a couple of punts. But they were very efficient offensively, ended up with 564 yards. They were at 525 at the end of the third quarter. Really called off the dogs in the fourth quarter. Ended with four, uh, 564, 406 through the air. Uh, Logan Bonner was 21 of 30 for 361 and four touchdowns. He was very, very good tonight. And uh, uh, they had 54 carries for 158 yards on the ground. So a, a really solid performance offensively to put 51 points on the board and uh, 565 yards of total offense. They were 11 of 18, and that was, again, one of the, the keys was the third down conversions. 11 of 18 again tonight, outdoing their opponents, and they came in having 36 more attempts than their opponents, now 39 more attempts than their opponents, and they, were, they had 17 more conversions. Now you've got uh, 22 more conversions than their opponents on third down. That's where they're winning is keeping drives alive, winning on third down and fourth down for that matter, and keeping drives alive, and that's leading to them now at a 6-2. and two. You're right, nobody saw it coming, but holy smokes, you'll take it and get to bowl eligibility. I mean, I certainly felt like bowl eligibility was a possibility. It just felt like it might be later in the season where you're scratching and clawing to get to 6-6, six and six, and not the case here. Uh, this team is 6-2, and two, and they're going to be heavily favored against New Mexico State. Remember, this is a New Mexico State team that Hawaii beat twice this year. Um, they'll be heavily favored against New Mexico. Uh, they'll probably be favored against uh, Wyoming. Uh, and then San Jose is about the only other game that could be iffy in terms of whether or not they're favored or not. But overall, I'm telling you what, things look really good right now for this team. 
And Coach Anderson and the staff have done a really good job of saying one at a time, just keep it moving, keep it going forward. One day, what do they call it? Uh, uh, one degree better, I think. One is degree their, better. Is their yep. mantra right? They're 4-1 in the division. They've got the inside track. Now at 4-1, and one, the inside track with the, the game up on Air Force, the game up on Colorado State, Boise State with two losses. Wyoming's going to now have four losses. So they've really got the inside track to win this division amazing amazing and perhaps you know depending on what happens with san diego state and others on that uh, coastal side if the aggies run the table could you host there you could host i mean you need san diego state to trip up along the way but it's not out of the realm of possibility by any stretch wouldn't that be something in yeah. early december to host a mount west conference championship game now this place would be rocking it would be don't let anybody down that locker room here's talking and about this no, but because no, uh, blake would be a little grumpy if you heard us talk like that <laughs> and rightfully so that's he doesn't want to talk about that, but we certainly can. It's fun to, to speculate, and you've got to believe that being favored at least three out of the final four and perhaps a pick at San Jose State, yeah. you got a chance. Uh, today's game is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare. Big thanks to Intermountain Healthcare for their support of Utah State Aggie football. All right, let's hand out some awards, shall we? It is the Sports Academy, or excuse me, um, the Everlight Solar Player of the Game. We'll get to Sports Academy here in a second. Uh, player of the game, Everlight Solar. So let's see, what do we got? We can go uh, Devin Tompkins, as you can every week. You can go Noah. Uh, this is the first game this year that Logan Bonner has not thrown an interception and goes for over 400 yards passing. Uh, we just talked to Byron Vons, who had a couple sacks and three TFLs. You name it, Kevin, there's a lot of people who we could hand out some awards to. You're going to put the pressure on me. <laughs> With 51 points, I think you, you probably have to go on the offensive side. Logan Bonner was special tonight. I thought he was very efficient. He protected the football. He had to step out for a series or two and uh, and then was able to come in and calm things down. He just has a presence on the field that, that inspires confidence. And when you go 21 of 30 for 361 and four scores, you don't do it without the guys up front. And give those guys a lot of credit. Uh, you know, they're banged up. They're, they're patchwork a little bit. And, uh, you know, still playing without Jacob South and obviously Pulealo up front. But uh, that offensive line did a great job of protecting. But I thought Logan Bonner was really good tonight. He would be my player of the game. Hard to disagree with that. Um, it just uh, and, and a clean game, too. I mean, as you mentioned, this is the first time this season he's not thrown an interception. Uh, what did he end up, four touchdowns tonight? Yes, sir. So he ends up now on the season. He's got 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, he's now at about uh, a little under 2,200 yards passing on the season. He's on pace for a 3,000-yard season, and uh, if he continues to uh, play at this uh, pace, you know, that, that completion percentage is going up. By the way, and I'm glad Coach brought this up, third downs tonight, Utah State was 11 of 18 on third down. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, they're almost at, uh, what, 45% on this season. After going 4 of 18 last week, they go 11 of 18 this afternoon, and uh, they're just outperforming their opposition on third downs. That is one of the keys to the season is their ability to convert on third down. So can you help me out here? And this is probably a conversation we can have during the break. The stats have Utah State four of five in the red zone. And, Ajay, if you can yell at me here, what's the possession Utah State did not convert in the red zone? The kneel down at the end. That All the kneel down got him. Okay. Yep. The, remember early, early yeah, in the ballgame, it was two of three, but yeah. we, did, we couldn't remember one. Yeah. But I think the kneel down was the only one in the red zone okay. at the end. All right. Well, that that's an acceptable 
empty possession in the red zone. But it still counts towards their red zone it percentage, does, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> All right, Aggies get it done. Final on this one, 51-31. Uh, Sports Academy uh, changing uh, so many great opportunities. Your club, your results, your life. Sports Academy, one of the uh, proud uh, presenters of Utah State football from Learfield. Well, Kevin? Do we still need to do the drive of the game as oh, well, Oh, right? yeah, the drive. Yeah, give me your drive of the game. I, well, I spaced that. You know, and, and I think it's Larry Miller that does uh, that. Larry H. This. Miller dealerships, yeah. yeah. They do. How about the opening drive was special? But for me, the key to this game was Utah State gets the turnover when Hawaii had it first and goal at the one, and then immediately turned that turnover into points on a seven-play, 80-yard drive. And you remember what the scoring play was on that one? The Justin McGriff rainbow from Logan Bonner from 45 yards out to cap that drive. That was the second drive of the game that made the score 14-0, and Utah State really was in control from there on. Off to the races after that in route to a 51-31 victory. Aggies now 6-2. and We'll hit the road. We'll be in Las Cruces coming up next Saturday. Also remember the Coaches Show coming up on Tuesday as well. For everybody who helped us out on this one, El Elian Noah, also Coach uh, Blake Anderson, Byron Vons, Rajay Salveson, keeping it all going for, uh, for the man himself, Kevin White. I'm Scott Gerard. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next Saturday as the Aggies take on New Mexico State right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Aggie football has been brought to you by SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Ford, go further. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. Sports Academy and Racquet Club, your club, your results, your life. Smith's, fresh for everyone. Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. Holiday Inn Express, stay smart. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you. Beaver Mountain, come ski the beam. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Stokes, Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation on the Aggies Sports Network.